0: Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia.
1: Project Loving Myself Podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Find out where your limitations are and where your boundaries are as well. But truly, what is it that you want? What is it that you long for? What is calling out to you? And when, if someone says, go inside, look inside, and you have no idea what that means, and you're like, what do you mean go inside? Like, how do I look inside myself? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's, this is just an invitation for you to maybe find that.
0: You're listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Hello, beautiful people. We are here together on the Project Loving Myself podcast with Episode 2, Virtual Well-Being in the Digital Age. The famous scientist Charles Darwin said, It is not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent that survives. It is the one that is most adaptable to change. And so on our episode today, we're going to talk about how well-being has had to become an important priority for many of us in order to survive these very interesting times. We will also get into how the way in which well-being is now being delivered has changed so much in the last couple of years, a change which has been accelerated by the pandemic. Those of us who have been able to adapt to these changes are those individuals who have successfully navigated the challenges that the pandemic has brought on. Keep in mind that in the past, healing and mental health used to be very personal things. It was never talked about openly, remaining almost private and hidden. But the pandemic has broken open Pandora's box, and now it is much more out in the open, more necessary than ever, and people are making the lifestyle changes required to take care of their physical, emotional, and mental health. Without it, we falter, we fall apart, we break down. And well-being is not just about taking care of mental health. It has a lot to do with our diet and nutrition, our physical vigor and strength, and also our ability to stay emotionally balanced, something that most people's relationships does tend to challenge. Add to that the economic stress that this pandemic has brought on, there is definitely a lot to contend with for many people. And so we need to approach well-being from many different angles. Which is why I have invited our guests today, Christina Sang, Lexi Naval, and Belinda Negasa, who are part of the team that is bringing us the You Wellbeing Festival, a virtual well-being event taking place on February 26th to the 28th. These ladies have put together a digital event that allows attendees to access well-being tools, exercises, and classes online exemplifying the idea of virtual well-being in the digital age but i'll let them tell you a lot more about this exciting event let me bring them onto the show welcome ladies let's talk But first, I want to have you guys introduce yourself because I know each one of you are just really interesting personalities. And I also know that you've worked so hard to bring this event together. So I'm going to start with Chris. Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Hi, my name is Christina Sang and I'm part of the program building committee at UFEST. I'm actually a corporate, well, former corporate executive um, turned wellness consultant, and my background is currently in coaching, so delving into connections with coaching, and free movement yoga, as well as anti-gravity yoga, which is basically hanging um, upside down on silks.
0: (laughs) Chris, honestly, doesn't it feel like we're all hanging upside down since the pandemic started? Oh, it definitely does. Upside down, <laughs> sideways, any, any position the universe
1: decides to throw you.
0: <laughs> exactly. All right. Thank you for that introduction. Uh, Lexi, tell me about you. What's up, guys? I'm Lexi Noval.
2: I'm part of the marketing committee of UFest, but I'm also a global operations manager of a machine learning company called Scale AI, and I also am part of the wellness group. And the founder of FlexFit, it's an all-women's community in Southeast Asia.
0: All right, and last but not least, Belinda.
3: Hi, I'm Belinda, but you can call me B. I I look after the U-Tribe facilitators and community at UFest. I also have my own global coaching and consulting brand called Be Holy Living, which helps people on their path to finding purpose and then building amazing, authentic businesses from that route. I'm also chief people person at the Wellness Group, and we're having a lot of fun putting together corporate virtual solutions and virtual festivals like
0: UFest and more. Amazing. And so I work with the three girls as well. Um, I'm part of the UFest team. And um, I'm really excited to have uh, Lexi, Belinda and uh, Chris here with me because we're going to tell you all about this exciting event that we have coming up. But before we go into the event, let's talk a little bit about well-being in the digital era. Now, what are your thoughts, ladies, about how well being is being delivered today? I know each of you have your own well being sort of businesses. So, Lexi, let's start with you. As an influencer and someone who has created a pretty large online community, you have been working with the digital medium for a while. So, tell me a little bit about your experience with it.
2: So, honestly, the community that I built started in person. So I think the reason why it grew was because it escalated during the pandemic. When we first started, it just started in my condo gym where I invited my friends and then we just started hanging out and trying to get into fitness together more. And it changed our perspective where we looked forward to doing things for ourselves because we were having fun. And when the pandemic hit, we knew that a lot of our flex sisters were struggling because they were isolated and they had a lot of stress and anxiety that they couldn't let go because they were alone and afraid and they didn't know what to do. So with the pandemic, it forced us to be creative on how we're going to be able to bring everyone together again in Um, such a different kind of platform where there's not a lot of physical touch. Um, It's hard to give or feel the support with each other if there's no actual person in front of you where you can really feel that warmth. So in the digital space, using platforms like Zoom and finding ways and means to be in touch with each other through just encouragement through comments and encouraging people to text and interact with each other, it spiraled in a way because they knew and felt that somebody was there for them randomly just texting or messaging them because we prodded people to do it. and. What's amazing about the digital platform now is the reach is broader. So what started within BGC in Manila that grew towards Makati and Artigas skyrocketed to different places in Southeast Asia because there was that medium where we can actually get in touch with somebody in a different country and right. so that's how the community grew because the technology provided and uh, transformed a lot of us and brought us together. So
0: it's really about creativity. I think. I think Lexi, that's the challenge of like well-being through the digital medium. That you know we can't connect physically. And we have to be more creative about how we're going to connect emotionally. But it's also nice that with these online communities coming together, we can actually get the encouragement from perfect strangers, like people who we might never, ever, you know, come across in our life. We're able to connect with them and bond with them in these online communities. And sometimes it's, it's anonymous, you know, nobody really knows who you are and where you've come from. And that's kind of what allows us to be a little bit more vulnerable and a little bit more open. So definitely these are things that I think are very important to understand about what's going on with well-being today. Now, Belinda, you do coaching online and you live in Bali. Your clients are all over the world. So how does that work? So you're really taking advantage of sort of this online space and able to connect with people wherever they are. Tell me about your experience.
3: Yeah, great question. Um, being over here in Bali, and as you said, having clients uh, across the UK, US, Australia, and more, it has brought forward a challenge, but also a massive opportunity. I feel like a lot of people were closed to the concept of well being online, connecting to a coach online, um, or being able to be a service to themselves. Because for me, my coaching methodology is that you know the answers. I'm just here as someone who is the medium, maybe the mirror to help you discover what you already know within. So I feel like removing that need, and I guess that um, expectancy of being face-to-face with someone and potentially relying and overly relying on a coach or a therapist or anything within the wellbeing space has really brought wellness into people's hands. it's brought their purpose into their hands and their passion into their hands. So if you wanna make something happen, it's up to you and it's felt more than ever right now when you can't just be in a room with another person and maybe feeding off their energy, but you really have to focus in on yourself and focus in on what your goals are and actually just look for the for the people who are open and able to help you.
0: So what you're saying, B, is like people are actually being forced to be very specific and get to know what they really want. And really now the focus has become maybe not even by choice but it is all about us and what we want and and this is sort of what the digital medium has also allowed us to be able to do now Chris yes. you went from working with corporate well-being so you are the CEO of wellness group and I know that you were corporate you were servicing corporate clients but after the pandemic things have changed direction has changed and you're looking at really serving a more global, platform. So tell me about your, um, excuse me, a more global market. So tell me about your thoughts about how, you know, well-being has changed for you. So
1: well-being has actually, well, with the pandemic and as everybody touched on, um, we are now kind of invited to look internally and introspect, but this has also opened up the platform to a wider A plethora of creativity and basically things to explore so wellness as a foreign concept or you know in your day-to-day life where you would have maybe commuted to go to work or do different things like that now that time that you may be you know commuted or you know used to get to places has now freed up time for you to be able to explore and you know what a better place called web, where everything is available, and so now people are given choices, and you know you're you're open to a whole new platform of exciting activities and wellness, um, which w- might have been a foreign concept for a lot of people. It's now something that is exciting, and you can explore a little bit more and something fun that we actually did, and it's now kind of pivoted. Obviously, our business model from training people in person to offering everything online something exciting that we started during the pandemic was hey look a lot of people are out of touch with connection right now how can we kind of create an online community and what can we do now that you know like what is actually available for us now in this you know current world circumstance what's what's available and so we were like okay well great right now we have you know, the whole world at our fingertips. And with that, we have all these incredible facilitators, like content, you know, everything that's now available. And previously, you might have, you know, had to fly to London, or you had to fly to Bali or India or wherever it was to, you know, get the teachings of these incredible facilitators, whereas now it's like, oh, they're all online. So yeah, and for us, it's shifted like that. And it's, Enabled us to grow a community online as well. So how we actually started pivoting was kind of experimenting, really, with the online space and seeing what was feasible. We realized when the pandemic hit that people were craving connection, and you know, frontliners were having a difficult time. So we were like, okay, we have a lot of wellness um, facilitators in our pocket and a lot of people, and there's it seemed like there was a longing for people um, to explore and um, you know see what was out there. So we created a kind of program, so to speak. It was a 21 days of exploration program where um, we asked our friends and teachers and facilitators that were in our program to offer online in the online space. And people could join just by donating any amount of their choice to a frontlining charity. So to support the, um, you know, frontliners that were having a very difficult time at the beginning of the pandemic, in support of that, we offered a platform where people could also learn, engage, and grow in community, which we found to be really exciting because, you know, even if you had one peso or five pesos, you could, you know, be a part of this program.
0: Okay. So what you're saying, Chris, is like, first of all, we have more time right? Because we're not wasting our time getting to places, we don't have to pay the extra cost to fly, everything is at our fingertips. So we have no excuse, right? We just we, we have no excuse, because it's as easy as a click of a button, where we can attend a class where we can do yoga, you know, where we can um, learn some new skill. And so I think this is something that is, you know, it's, it's, also a pressure for people because they were using distance, time, or even resources as an excuse not to get into their personal well-being, but now there is no excuse. And I think that for those people who are having a tough time during the pandemic, it's almost like this is the situation that's forcing them to have to take that step or perhaps even a leap forward you know, to kind of get to know themselves any, a little bit better, to discover and to kind of work on their, their well-being you guys agree with that
1: yeah um and also as you guys touched on a while ago it actually gives you it just opens a whole realm of opportunities for you a realm of exploration a realm of discovery and to be able to even meet incredible people that you would have never met before so which is, you know, what's so exciting about UFest, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll save all of this for later.
0: (laughs) No, it's a, it's a win-win situation, but how much of this do you think is due to the global pandemic? Like, I personally think that we've kind of been pushed out of our comfort zones, and, you know, things have just started to accelerate. I'm talking about the fact that, you know, there's wellness sort of available everywhere now, And I feel that the pandemic has made it a bigger priority for for individuals. So what are your thoughts about that? Like, have you found that people are asking for your services a lot more? Has your communities grown exponentially? So B, what would you say, you know, what have you seen with your client base?
3: I would say the latter, that the, the community really has grown and the need for what I'm providing has made more apparent. So I feel like, let's look, two, three years ago, there was a work to do to bring people to a point where they realized that they weren't living their ultimate life. They weren't being the high performers that they could be in every single area from career to lifestyle to even self-love. And it was a bit of a work at educating them. I feel like with this pandemic, it kind of brought people to that their rock bottom. I call it everyone has their own version of rock bottom. For some, it's being stuck at home, being in lockdown, not being able to escape by going to drinks with friends, by going to the pub, by, you know, brunch with the girls or whatever else, and actually having to face yourself and have to face your reality. And I think that stark kind of realization that, wow, this life is not the one that I wanted to be and having the space and time to actually come to that realization has really brought really aligned clients to me way easier than it was before the pandemic. So that work that I would do, the preamble of getting people to realize the ways in which they're escaping their reality or the ways in which their lifestyles weren't mirroring their truest inner self, I didn't have to do anymore. I had people almost coming in desperation. Oh my gosh, I just realized this is the thing and I need help. So I do feel like it's changed. Um, there was a lot of frantic energy during the first lockdown and also now the lockdown that we're experiencing in the UK has been, again, that uptick in the panic. But as a coach, I see that as a good thing. The, the point at which you realise that the reality that you're currently living is so different to the one that you actually want and can have, that's the switch point. That's the beginning of the journey. So for me, it's, it's been exciting to be quite right.
0: So there's definitely a greater need today. People are asking for it. I mean, I know as, you know, from the perspective of my healing center, the third eye wellness, you know, we, we worked with more people during the pandemic, like during the first couple of months of pandemic than we worked with in the entire year before that. So I know that, you know, people are just kind of waking up to the understanding that, you know, there's something, you know, that they need help with, or they need to kind of go inward and sort of work on what's going on within and Lexi, you mentioned also that with your Flex Fit community that people were really looking for, needing the encouragement. They were needing that connection. So did you notice as well that your community started to grow quite a bit during the pandemic? Was there a significant change in that? Yes, the biggest
2: change actually was when we moved into the virtual space because all of our events prior to the pandemic were on Um, partner studios and every weekend only so when the pandemic hit we didn't have just girls from BGC or Makati or Artigas but it drew ladies women from different countries and we were able to talk about our different cultures and then just being able to interact with um, babies every day for one hour was a big difference in their lives just because they knew that they had a support system that they can lean on to rant to discuss ideas and you know just feel like they're a part of something more than being alone for the rest of the day so that one hour was a highlight for them
0: and so the world has really just gotten so much smaller. I believe that, you know, we're connecting almost better even though many of us are so isolated. Now, I read a lot of articles about how cases of depression, suicide and domestic abuse have risen, you know, significantly during the pandemic. People are definitely more isolated during these periods of quarantine and many are finding difficulty with that lack of physical and emotional interaction that this pandemic has created. Now, what do you think are the repercussions of this in the long term? I I mean, I've read a lot of like articles where this is, we're gonna have a mental health crisis after the pandemic is over. So Chris, what are your thoughts on that? You know, what are you expecting to see happen? Honestly, what I'm expecting to
1: see is a need for more support. Actually, I feel like the support needs to come from human connection. So people will need to see more connection. That's just my personal opinion. And if we actually look at science and statistics right now, so even looking at the Philippine audience, there's 3 million and and growing. The numbers are escalating daily. Um, 3 million Filipinos diagnosed with clinical depression. That's a huge number that's a population of an entire country. And right now that number continues to rise. And with the pandemic, I think that people are really and truly craving connection. And the main things that we're actually sensing or I'm, I'm just feeling from everyone energetically is that people want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to be witnessed. They want to know that it's okay, and they want to know that they are not alone in what they are going through. And of course, we can get into the dialogue and the discussion of you know social media and well media in general and what you're consuming on a day to day basis, fancy lifestyles or the things that you don't have, which brings forth you know the comparison culture and then imposter syndrome and playing small and all of these little these things that start arising and for a lot of people there it seems as though they don't know where to go they don't know where to turn to so long story short I guess to your um, your question is that I feel as though people will really need to see a palpable form of connection so whether it's creating communities through the online space or um, finding um, their tribe, so to speak, or, or people, or even reaching out to licensed professionals who will be able to give them the support that they deserve. People are reaching out for this a lot more. And if they don't know about the support available to them yet, I think this is the time for professionals, especially wellness professionals, to share their message, share their light, And for positive um, just influence and energy to be carried out, you know, all throughout, because one light can, you know, spark another light and then another light can spark another light and creating a domino effect of energy and change. And this is what we obviously hope to see, a ripple effect of change, um, starting with one human being.
0: You know, Chris, I experienced during the pandemic that when I started to come out of lockdown a little bit, so, you know, when things opened up and I was doing, of course, all my grocery shopping online. And I remember the first time I went out and I went to do grocery shopping, it was like very uncomfortable for me to be around people. And of course, everybody was, you know, social distancing, they were wearing the masks and so on. But I remember just going to a public place. I didn't feel safe. And I felt awkward and I didn't know how to navigate You know, all these people that I was seeing in like a grocery, you know, and it feels like we are all going to come out of this so traumatized and it's going to take time for us, you know, to be able to sort of assimilate back into meeting people and, you know, even physical connection. I think it's going to take time for us to be okay with it again. I mean, some of us are living with our families, so that's still, you know, that's still our comfort zone. But to go out there and maybe attend a party, to go out there and, you know, attend a a conference. I mean, these are things I can't even imagine going back to that. So the trauma is something we're going to be carrying and our children, right? I mean, my children are so used to just spending time alone in the house, or, you know, I, luckily I have two kids that play, you know, they, they, they're close in age, so they get to play with each other, but, you know, I don't know how they're going to handle a class of students. I don't know how they're going to handle being at a birthday party with other children. You know, we've kind of lost that. So be, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Like how, how is this going to work for all of us in the future?
3: I really love what you said about this shift that we're experiencing in culture we're going to be going to a whole new different world when the world opens back up you know I've heard it said so many times that when we get back to normal but the truth of the matter is there is no more the normal that we had is long gone and I don't think we'll ever be rid of what this experience put us through and then put those in the generations below through as well the kids teenagers right now I don't necessarily think that's a negative thing and again I come from a viewpoint of change being an opportunity Uh, change brings fear but change also brings opportunity so what new opportunities are out there for us now there's a new level of interconnectivity that we can tap into that we're speaking about right now Well, being in the digital age it wouldn't have been such a hot topic five years ago when you could just go and do a yoga class Face to face, or see your therapist face to face. So, there's this whole new level of interconnectivity and choice that we now have. There's also this new responsibility to ourselves, knowing that we have the options out there. And of course, allowing ourselves to go through what is a bit of a metamorphosis. It's a little bit dark sometimes, it's a little bit reclusive, and we have to let ourselves go through that process of change before then waking up and seeing that, wow, there are new opportunities out there. I can tap into virtual communities. There's people in Asia, in Africa, in Europe that I could never have been in contact with that now I can, and I can make the most of what is now a new wellness
0: and open world for me. Absolutely. I agree with you completely, B. Now, Lexi, you used to live in the city, right? You were living sort of in, in Metro Manila, and you moved as soon as, The pandemic started. You moved, and you moved to a province. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you're kind of like waiting this out, right? You're waiting this out almost. And you're not the only one. I know a lot of people who said, "You know what? The city is a mess." Things are just, you know, so chaotic. We're just going to get out. You know, we're going to go live on a farm. We're going to go to the provinces. You know, like there's like almost this like exodus of people who just want to get out of, you know, the cities and live this totally different life than they ever thought they might have in their lifetime. So what, how did that happen, Lexi? What were you thinking when you made that move? And how does it feel? Because you're not only... You, you know, you're not only out of the city, you're not only quarantined and isolated, but you're away from your friends. You're away from, you know, where you used to live and the places you used to frequent.
2: It really, it started when we were staying for three months in Metro Manila. It was the three months of the very first lockdown. And we were just like me, me and my, my boyfriend, Mike, we were going crazy. We were stuck in a one- studio and then in the complex where we were at had several cases so even stepping out of our door was so scary and then touching the elevator I would have to wear um, gloves and then going out for groceries just maybe one hand's width away from me I would be like trying to get away from them, I was so scared and so was Mike. So when we were thinking about how we were going to go about it, you we were saying, this can't be what's happening to us because at our age, we're in our 30s and we had a lot of things planned out. This is supposed to be the prime of our lives. Right? We had a lot of things planned. We Our businesses were rolling out and everything was just put on hold and said we have to make a change so that we're not stuck being scared of going out of the door. So we actually looked for our first thing was looking for countries to move that had already flattened the curve so that we could find some sort of normalcy. But then I found out that I couldn't leave because I didn't have a working visa and he couldn't come back Because if he left, then he wouldn't come back to, he wouldn't be able to come back to the Philippines. The closest place that we can go would be a province where there's no COVID cases so that we can still enjoy ourselves and enjoy our lives. So we were like, we have to take our life on its reins and Mm -hmm. do something, even if it's such a big change, just to make our lives a little bit easier to breathe, and that's why we decided to move to La Union, where we are now, a province. <laughs> so that was the, the shift of our change.
0: And and you know, there's a lot of countries now offering, um, you know, like come come to our country. Like Dubai had this whole campaign where you could literally work in Dubai for any company, you know, wherever you are, just move to Dubai. And you can kind of like work for that company on the beach and live this great life in Dubai. And so a lot of these countries are now saying, well, you don't really have to live in the country in which you work anymore, right? Because everything's work at home anyways. And so I think this is kind of like opened up new possibilities for people, which they didn't consider either. So it's, it's interesting to see, you know, what kind of changes that um, we, we now are allowed to make in our life that we, again, never thought was possible. Now, Chris, you started Ufest together with me, right, from a conversation that we had. Um, we didn't even know each other, um, and we connected, and we both sort of had the same idea. So tell me a little bit about how Ufest came out of the global pandemic. What was the intention for you at that time? And you, you know, we now have the next edition coming up this February. So, how have things changed? So, tell me a little bit about Ufest and the beginning of it all. So, Ufest actually came about. Well, initially,
1: I was. We were looking at the statistics, right? We were looking at what was happening um, in the world, and we saw, you know, just. Looking at all of the st- statistics, there was a 70% increase of internet usage, uh, 45% of, of like the Asian market were now online and they were streaming videos and they were kind of migrating towards this change. We also saw that there was like a 138% spike in the Philippine market in mental health cases. And that's when we were like, wow, okay there's something that we must be able to do about this yeah. and yeah and and you know it draws a very it's it's a very harsh reality to step into when you're when you're faced with these numbers but you know statistics and numbers aside when you actually just sense into The energy of what's happening around. So for example, I am a third culture kid and all of my friends are all over the world. So to be able to catch up with any of my friends at all, I have to, you know, stay up at really weird times and, you know, try to alter my schedule to catch up with them. And the kind of resounding message that I was getting from a lot of them as I was catching up with them. You know, they're like in Europe, Dubai, um, Asia, and I even have some friends in like the Caribbean. It's, they're just all over. And truly the resounding message was that like they, they're, they're craving connection. And for those who obviously had the, you know, it's, I think the freedom, it's the aspect of freedom that, was taken away that was a very hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. So freedom of choice, freedom of um, expression, freedom of travel, you know, even financial freedom for a lot of people. So there was an an easiness that started to settle across the world. And of course, media has not been making it better. And I think from that, we we took that, wow, people really um, need something. And of course, us now forging the way in, in the wellness industry. We're like, well, we have so many resources. There's so many things we could offer you. And truly, it just happened like that. I mean, Sanaya, I, I want to mention on this you know podcast that it's crazy the times that we live in. I still haven't met you in person, by the way. This is like how this has happened. <laughs> but, but we were able to create this incredible online community. And I think the birth of UFest really started with us wanting to change, like coming together with the same vision and to be able to grow something across the world and something that was really accessible to everybody. We initially started it with the hope and just really just as an experimental platform. It was really like a little laboratory to be like, okay, well, we have all these incredible things at our fingertips and we have such a passion to be able to share it. And, you know, we want people to know about what we know so that we can share it with everybody and everyone can, you know, come in community and discuss and share, you know, what we learned. So... I think the first edition was really created as more of an experimental platform so an experimental exploration platform so really just scratching the surface of wellness so you know things we we introduced little things like that maybe not everybody would have experienced before so introductions to theta healing for example introduction to quantum human design if you have no idea what that is well we we'll, we'll we'll tell you more about it when you come to UFest. <laughs> but, um, you know, we had really interesting and exciting and compelling programs that I think left people really wanting more. And it was it was just such a the environment or the atmosphere at UFest was palpable. And for me, that was crazy because energy is definitely palpable. But, you know, I never experienced it to that extent or to that degree online. And I think it was just um, the resounding vibration of ener- of positive energy that we were really like flourishing and, and creating and growing uh, during the festival. But it was palpable, like every single session it carried on and it was just one after the other, after the other. I mean, I think that we learned a lot also during our first U-Fest. It would be, we had a jam-packed schedule. And I think that that's something that we're, you know, we're obviously, we took note for, for the second edition. But I think it was just really beautiful for people to understand a taste of wellness. And I think we, you know, it was, it was a fun platform to be able to do that. And the most important thing was that people felt safe and people felt held. And it was a very non-judgmental platform because that's really what wellness is. It's, it's open to all, it's really a space for everybody to feel like they belong and you know, and, and have that support.
0: Hey, beautiful people. Before we head on to the rest of the episode, I'm sure some of you are wondering how we collab with brands here in Project Loving Myself. And for that, we use Podmetrics. So if you have a podcast, sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the code PROJECTLOVINGMYSELF. That's one word, capital P, capital L, capital M. And in that way, you can help support my show as well. And if you are an advertiser who wants to collab with Project Loving Myself, head on over to advertiser.podmetrics.co and fill up the form. Again, that's Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. Okay, so Chris, for the people who have no idea what You Wellbeing Festival is, what exactly are we talking about? So from the basics what is this event and what, what happens there and what can people expect if they show up to our next, you know, to the next event, which is February 26 to 28. Prepare to be bedazzled. No, I'm, uh,
1: (laughs) but truly um, it's the world of wellness is so magical. I mean, there are so many facets and tangents and just when you feel as though, okay, I've kind of got this wellness thing down. You, you come across some really strange, crazy, you know, um, different modality of wellness and you're like, wow, okay, I'm back to the learning curve again. And it's, it's really, as they say, the more, you know, the more you realize you don't know. And I think it's just, it's going to be such a beautiful time of exploration for you. So if you feel like, wow, okay, I'm, I've been curious about wellness or, okay, what is, what is this whole mindfulness thing all about? Well, we'll take you through a really fun and experiential journey you know, over three days. So, Not only will you be able to experience different things and, you know, be taught by world-class professionals um, across Asia that you may have never been able to have access to before, you'll have them live in front of your, you know, just in front of your screen, just at the touch of a button. (laughs) And And be able to feel their energy and learn and also meet different people that you might have never been able to before cross paths with some really beautiful interesting human beings and share maybe there are certain things that you're dealing with and you know you type some things in the chat or you you know you might be a silent listener but as you read you'll realize that wow there are like people in many different parts of the world that are experiencing the same thing that I am or that are feeling the same way that I am or, oh, hey, I really didn't know about this. And then it starts to, you know, take you on a different journey of exploration for yourself or maybe it's really just an invitation for you to point the mirror at the most important person in your life, which is you because we seldom had the time Probably before the pandemic, I'm also, you know, this is a huge thing for me too. You know, it's always your time is for everybody else. And our society, we live in a society where sometimes it, you know, shames us for taking time for ourselves because we have to be here. We have to be doing this. We have to be doing, 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 doing. I think the second edition of YouFast really invites you to be in the being a lot and, our themes this year are truly exciting and I'll turn it over to you, Sanaya, to kind of get us into that
0: theme. But Right. So Chris, it's almost like a candy store, right? We're gonna, you know, have all kinds of of different things going on with wellness. Um, mind, body, energy, where people can experience, they can explore. I know we have some meditations, we have workshops, classes going on, you know, there's some storytelling, some panels, and I think the panels are going to be really exciting. And so you already mentioned um, the themes for this year. So this year for the February event, we have inclusivity, safety, and community. And these themes were specifically chosen because this is what we feel is very relevant To all of us today. So what is the story behind these themes and why these themes in particular? B, tell me a little bit about that.
3: So we actually started with an overall theme and vision of speaking about love and speaking about the different facets of love and what that truly means. So beyond just the romantic or the platonic or the familial, what about the truest essence of love and what does that involve and we granulated it all the way down and got it to those three really really key themes the safety safe to be safe to be seen safe to be heard safe to express which is a fundamental part of loving and of being in love as well inclusivity which is accepting the whole being And again, moving way beyond just the way in which we love romantically or platonically or even personally, but what the essence and the meaning of true love is. And that's inclusivity. That's accepting someone as they are, not judging them, not seeking to divide, but seeking to understand. And so that was a really big point for us and community. Again, that's the whole aspect of the different shades and shapes and sizes and cultures and experience that we are so blessed to have in what is becoming an ever more connected world. So that's where our three themes really came from. It was about expressing love in all of its different facets and the ways in which we can see it, not just through what people already know of love, and find in TV and movies and everything else, but in a slightly
0: different way that they may not have known that they used to So B, some of these themes are also tied into what is going on in the world, right? So with safety, we talk a lot about, you know, it's safe to be who you are, no matter where you're coming mm-hmm. from, you know, and we're talking about things like the gender gap or the... LGBTQIA plus community. We're talking about mm. issues like discrimination, issues like what's, you know, what's happening, for example, in the U.S. with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, and not just you, the U.S., it's, it's worldwide. So tell me a little bit about how the global events tie into why these three themes were, you know, what we found really close to our heart for the upcoming mm. event.
3: Yeah, well, there's such a need for this. Uh, the world really needs a space like this one. And in a time when we are really divided, for some reason, there's always this spirit of division over us of, of what we think is community, by like belonging to a certain racial group or a certain um, sexual identity or whatever else we believe to be community. is actually exclusivity. And so what the world really needs is this kind of space where instead of tagging you by the color of your skin or by the shape of your body or by where you went to school or what you do for work you're accepted as a human being first and then loved for all of the extra things that you bring about you so i think that's why you is really based on this because we need it in a time when we see a lot of division there is a lot of war there is a lot of conflict and we wanted to create a space that is all accepting that looks beyond all of the obvious things and the things that we think separate us. But at the end of the day, we will all believe red. We're all human under this. And so, having an event like Youth Fest really brings that point home.
0: You know, um, B. What's so beautiful is how this intention that we all have held has translated into the kind of program that um we have put together so we do have segments about like body positivity there are segments where we're talking about sexual identity um there are meditations that are about grounding we have art of living as well participating so they're going to be teaching us how to work with what's going on in the world through be uh, breathing and finally we have um, different topics like belonging and and so much that's um happening so I'm really excited about about the program but Lexi tell me who is Ufest for like this virtual event that is happening from February 26th to 28th who is the UFest tribe who's the audience and you know can anyone attend or is it really for a specific type of person can you elaborate a little bit more on that
2: the UFest tribe is exactly what you said it's are part of a theme inclusivity so that means everyone is welcome so the UFAS tribe is basically people from all walks of life from different areas of the world who have come together either they are just looking for support they want to come in and connect with people who are participating in this event or people who are curious want to explore well-being enthusiasts who want to know more about what they're interested in. And even the facilitators, the people who are holding sessions for us, they're all part of the U tribe because we all contribute in that support for each other.
0: Amazing. Now, Chris, can you tell me a little bit about how the event will work? So, you know, somebody, let's say, we'll we'll get a ticket and we'll we'll give them details later on where they can pick up tickets. But how does it work? So people sign up or they just attend? You know, is it just live? Is there going to be replays? Can you just elaborate a little bit on um, how this whole event works? Sure. So, people can actually check us out on our website.
1: And I'm gonna sound like an infomercial in a second, but it's www.youwellbeingfestival.com. <laughs> and, um, and you can also check us out, or follow, you know, if you have social media, um, we have a Facebook page. And we're also on you.fest on Instagram. So um, real honestly, whatever platform um, resonates with you or you feel as though um, you know is the best way for you to get information, we're available in most of them and um, people can just log on to our website um, and purchase a ticket and how the sessions will go is that a lot of them are the beauty of this festival is that it's live so it's I I highly encourage you to join it live, because the energy, the atmosphere, everything that you get out of it is going to be as close to a real festival in person as you're going to get. And, you know, you want all of that um, if you're if you're paying to attend. So. It's live, uh, a lot of the interactions are really exciting, you know, you won't miss, like there's a lot of panels, there's a lot of really exciting things that happen live. So highly encouraging you to do that. But we we also understand that you really have really busy schedules, you know, you might be juggling a lot of different things or wearing many different hats. So for those of you that can't attend live, you can actually watch the recordings afterwards as well. So you can purchase recordings afterwards, um, it'll, make you feel like you were there but you know but you weren't but you'll still be able to get the incredible juicy content that's going to be put out there for you um and so really whatever option works best for you um we've tried to accommodate it
0: so the the event is all day correct and people can attend whichever you know uh part of the program that they're interested in, whether it's like the meditation or the workshop, and then they can watch the replays over and over again, right? Because we give them some time to do that. So essentially, it's, it's an opportunity for people to try different things out and also to learn and to focus on themselves and their well-being, correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay, fantastic. So we're all like super excited about it. But Chris, I, I know you wanted to say something else. Go ahead. Yeah, I just I wanted to
1: say that there's going to be really something for everybody. So um, when it's really inviting what you feel like you long for, or what you're maybe even curious about during this time, because we have many different segments. And I'm just I wanted to share a little bit about the segments. We have things like meditation. So if you want more stillness, meditation, there's many different forms that we're going through. We have active, so if you feel like you need some more of that yang energy, if you want to get moving, if you want, you know, if, if you just want to get a little bit more active, um, we have many different things out as well. So everything from like Spartan race athletes uh, sharing their workouts to morning routines um, with yoga, and just kind of inviting some of that stillness or some of that juicy yin yoga as well. So we have many different types of um, things that are on offer and, um, the thing that I'm actually personally really excited about are the creative workshops. So there's so many different things that are on offer. Um, so we've like Ayurvedic. So and we have breath work. We have so many different types of things that it's just it's um, it's really exciting to. And if you're looking for that, you know, curiosity to explore a little bit more, those are like the ones to truly check out. And if you want, yeah, to learn a little bit, there's informational talks as well. And we have panel discussions, which are the really exciting uh, segments.
0: I think we're all secretly, you know, everyone who's part of the UFEST team, all of us secretly want to try all these different things. You know, this is really all about us and we want to explore more, which is why I think we've, you know, come together to really bring this kind of an event forward and wanting to share that with as many people as we can. Now, we're we're getting close to the end of the show. So before we go, what I really want to get from the three of you, which I think is really going to make a difference to our listeners, is your tips for navigating uh, well-being in the virtual world. Like, what advice uh, would you give our listeners um, individually about how they can handle or how they can sort of approach their well-being in this digital age? So... Lexi, would you like to start first? Sure.
2: Um, personally, for me, what worked was really getting in touch with myself, knowing what worked for me and what didn't, um, estab- really establishing a schedule for myself that I know by taking down my day and trying to figure out what times I'm idle so that I'm able to look online and explore the different things that I might be interested in so that I can dive deeper and have that time for myself for that and really finding a community that can be supportive because without that community you will feel alone and there will be times where Which is inevitable, even if you're the most positive person in the world, there'll be times where you're going to falter. And if you have that strong connection with a great positive energy, it's going to be hard to get yourself up. So for me, understanding yourself, establishing your routine, giving yourself time to explore and finding yourself a community, even if it's online.
0: B, how about you?
2: My first
3: piece of advice, and that's also advice to myself, (laughs) is take it slow. Slow down the overwhelm of things that there are online as far as books that you can read and courses that you can take and this workshop and this person. There's so much. The internet is pretty much infinite to the human mind. And so if you go in there all guns blazing, the likelihood is you're going to burn out. And yes, there is a wellness version of burnout. So take it slow. Take your time. Really tap into what you need and go from that area. And don't compare. Don't look at what everybody else is doing. Stay true to your northern star. If focusing on building something new and creative is your thing, don't look at the person who is you know, building six businesses and launching three brands. That's okay. That's their lane, and stay in yours, and be confident in what that means. So, for me, take it slow, slow it all the way down, so that you can actually hear yourself through the mania, and then proceed.
0: Amazing. And Chris, how about you? What would you say to our listeners? Actually,
1: I, there's so many things that I want to say, um, but I think the main message is really, "What do you want?" So adding on to what Belinda said, um, what do you want? And if you ask yourself this question and you don't know, then this is an amazing opportunity for you to find out. There's so many facets, as Be mentioned, There's, you know, th- that you could get overwhelmed. You know, if it's curiosity that needs to be fed right now, then feed it, but find out where your limitations are and where your boundaries are as well. But truly, what is it that you want? What is it that you long for? What is calling out to you? And when, if someone says, go inside, look inside, and you have no idea what that means, and you're like, what do you mean go inside? Like, how do I look inside myself? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's, this is just an invitation for you to maybe find that. Find how you can get that to resonate with you. Is it sitting in stillness for a while? Is it just hitting the pause button on your day and being like, okay, what do I want? Am I making my decisions currently out of fear? Am I making my decisions out of love? Where am I making my decisions from? And what is it that I want? The world can tell you so many times what you might think you want, Or, you know, media might say, you need to buy this to be happy. You must buy this, consumerism, consumerism. Or, um, you, you know, you need to get married and have babies and do all of these things. But you honestly don't need to do anything. This is an invitation for you
0: to find out what you want and do what's best for you. And, and that ties in perfectly, Chris, to the entire you know purpose of the You Wellbeing Festival and what we're inviting people to come in and do during the three days. Honestly, guys, thank you so much for this amazing conversation. I think there were some really interesting topics and ideas that were put forth. And I'm sure everyone who's listening in right now is probably, you know, they're they're thinking about this. They're the wheels are turning in their head and they're starting to wonder if perhaps there are possibilities and opportunities that they haven't considered. They're probably thinking, you know, maybe it's time to put a little bit more focus or priority. And, you know, we are starting 2021. If not now, then when? Right? So once again, thank you for sharing your thoughts um, with me on the podcast. So, Chris, can you tell me again, where do people buy tickets and what do they follow for more information? Yes.
1: So you can log on to www.uwellbeingfestival.com And if you're on Instagram, you go to at and on Facebook, we are on You Wellbeing Festival. So you can't miss it. It's you and then well-being and it's a festival. So those are the key three words that you need to remember.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Chris, B, and Lexi. Again, we are so excited about You Wellbeing Festival. Check out the website. Buy your tickets February 26th to 28th. See you guys there. Thank you. Bye. Catch me speaking at UFEST on February 26th at 11am, along with an amazing lineup of speakers, coaches, and well-being instructors. And as a special gift to all my listeners, you can use my voucher code, Project Myself, No spaces, all caps, to get 10% off when you buy your tickets at the website, www.uwellbeingfestival.com. Do share this episode and post your thoughts and comments on Facebook and Insta stories. Don't forget to tag at project loving myself podcast and at Sanaya Gurnamal. Our project loving myself quote for this week is something I borrowed from the at you Instagram. Knowing yourself is life's eternal homework. And so remember that it is the journey and not the destination. It is the process of uncovering who you are to find your true self. That is your purpose. Keep reminding yourself how loved you truly are. And on that note, this is Sanaya saying until next week for another episode of Thought Provoking Conversation brought to you by Podcast Network Asia, powered by Podmetrics. Now, if there are others out there who are also doing their own podcast, check out Podmetrics for your analytics. You can sign up at podmetrics.co and please use my code to sign up to support this show. That's Project Loving Myself, no spaces, capital P-L-M. Bye-bye.